When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, people, so we got to talk about something serious because it seems like Shonen Jump <clears throat> is trying to get you jammed up, fam. Based on this survey, a lot of cats is not feeling that Shonen Jump looks like they trying to get you, you know what I'm saying, with the chain gang. And that's not good, so I had to come in here and tell you guys what's going on, but we got a slew of stuff between updates and coming for Chainsaw Man 2. A certain manga that is humongous that a lot of people have been dying to see. Hey, when is it going to get an anime? It's about to get an anime. We got to talk about that. We got some Last Airbender here. Huge freaking news. There's just so much going on in this episode of... The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. We don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you get it Okay, people, before we go any further, please hit that subscribe and that bell to get all notifications, YouTube, yada, yada, yada. I need you to do those things for me. I'd appreciate immensely. No, seriously, like, it would help this channel to keep on growing if you would just do that quick thing. Now, with that being said, we got to start this one off with, wow, 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 wow. A lot of people hit me up about this and was like, yo, Fenev, you got to report on this. You got to stop this from happening to our people because, yeah, Shonen Jump has been slinging this survey around, which, you know, they, they try to get results for different things. They try to get numbers. They try to get analytics to see which way to go, yada, yada. That's totally fine. You want to see, hey, what manga people are into, uh, what, what, what type of manga they want to read, how old they are. You know, th this is the gathering data era that we're in with all these companies where they're constantly trying to get data to see where to go next. However, this one, a lot of people feel like Shonen Jump just went way too far. Because in their recent survey, they asked a couple of questions that feel very uncomfortable. For starters, do you read manga on Pirate? sites and it says you could put I use them often I use them occasionally I have hardly used them I have never used them and then the second question is please answer if you answered use them often or use them occasionally in question four what is the name of the pirate site and offer I'm like well for starters do you read manga on pirate sites like you're basically asking them to admit to guilt to things that yeah technically you know people aren't supposed to be pirating and whatnot so already the first question do you read them on manga pirate sites like dog I don't care what you do I'm I'm telling you right now, mark it as I've never used them. Just period. Like, you got to make sure you protect your assets, if you know what I'm saying. Mark it as I have never used them because they are bugging out asking these questions to all these people. Like, why, why are you asking these questions? I get it. They're going to masquerade it with the second question of, hey, which pirate sites? They're basically trying to see how many people are using pirate sites and which ones are they using so they could get a grasp of who they got to attack next. But then on top of that, there's still implications there. And it's just kind of very strange of asking people that read manga hello hey did you break the law like are, are you breaking the law let us know and i'm just here like what what wh wh why are they asking that <laughs> like i said i get what they're going to respond with but i had to stress that this is very very like no 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 no. do, do you see movie fans asking like yo dog what torrent sites are you torrenting your movies from like yo wh wh where are you copying your butt from like these are just questions that yo you know what i'm saying you don't answer on surveys and you don't ask on surveys either because it's a little bit too personal, mate. And I wouldn't be me if I didn't point this one out to say Shonen Jump is bugging. They sipping on that Kool-Aid. Anybody that is reading this or watching this video or reading this survey, don't don't do yourself dirty and don't be also, you know what I'm saying? Don't be diamond people out be snitching when it comes to the manga size, dog, because you know they're gonna take it down. And then you're gonna be like, Why did I tell them where I read my manga? However, in all fairness, because I am fair, I will say that, especially when it comes to jump titles, there's damn near next to no reason not to just get the officials at this point. I'm not endorsed by them. They don't pay me money. They don't rock with me like that. They don't rock with your boy, the, the, the manga and anime god of the universe. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't rock with it or whatever. But at the end of the day, I still got to say like, yo, the Shonen Jump thing is mad cheap. It's not that much money at all. You got access to a wide variety of stuff. Sure, there's going to be the people. But what about the things that weren't licensed? Then, you know, you do what you will with that. But I'm saying for the stuff that like One Piece, 
bleach, all the stuff that you could think of off the top of your head. They got it all and more on the officials, and it's dirt cheap. There's really no reason to go outside of the means when it comes to certain manga. But of course, there's a bunch of titles that at the end of the day, there's just not available on legal sites. And that's where the gray area comes in of like, yo, so basically, if it never gets licensed, you shouldn't ever be able to read it or experience it in life. And there's some people out there that'll say, yeah, no, you shouldn't be able to. It's not your right. And to that I say, come aboard and bring along all your piracy. Together we come read the shit that they telling us not to. There's always room for more manga if we gotta pirate it. I say, do things legit. But if not, yeah, you already know. <laughs> Yo, dog, we bring it to musicals out here off of Never News. Where they do that at, dog? This is a special show right here. <laughs> Yeah, people, just wanted to give you a heads up if you was on the Shonen Jump surveys or you know anybody that likes to answer those bad boys. Be, be cautious, lad. Be cautious at the very least. Next up, let's jump into something that got a lot of people going wild. We always debate whether or not it's anime because at the end of the day, it was made by Westerners, but I believe they use Japanese studios. Like, I know Studio Pero for a fact did Legend of Korra. I can't recall if they did the original Avatar or not, but the big news I got everybody talking is that there's three Avatar The Last Airbender films that are coming animated films and they're going to be like they have dates and they have characters that are going to be focused in on let's read so we got more info report avatar the last airbender film gets tentative release windows the three upcoming animated films based on avatar the last airbender and avatar the legend of korra have reportedly received release date windows which probably means they just barely inked the deal or some shit i'd imagine nickelodeon animation recently announced that a trilogy of avatar the last airbender feature films were in the works the latest this news about plans for the movies was shared by the unofficial website Avatar News, which emphasizes that although the reports come from reliable sources, release dates are often subject to change and no authorized announcements have yet been made. At this time, however, the films are said to be scheduled for release as follows in 2024, 2025, and 2026 respectively. The first of the three movies is reported to focus on Avatar Kyoshi, a character who was frequently referenced in the original Avatar The Last Airbender series, but who lived long before its setting, meaning that Kyoshi film is likely to be a prequel that sounds very exciting i love stuff like that i always say and i know people are gonna be like what why, why would you even think about that but i always think a really cool dragon ball prequel would be bardock's father i want to know about who the hell was bardock's father there's so many endless possibilities prequels like that you could do damn near anything you can think of and do it interestingly because the world is yes technically the world that you love but it's at a different time period so things are going to be different so right there that is a very awesome way to start things off i know there's probably going to be some people that'd be like no i want to to see Aang when he was older or go back to the Legend of Korra, what's this? I think that this is a breath of fresh air and a great way to kick things off. The second of the upcoming movies, tenderly expected to be released a year after the first, will spotlight the character Zuko, according to Avatar News' previous report. Zuko, a young prince from the antagonistic Fire Nation, was a lead in the original series who was introduced as a villain, but gradually redeemed, becoming one of the adventure's greatest heroes as well as a fan favorite, which, if you ever watched Magi, it's like, yo, that's Hakuryu. Well, Hakuryu came after the fact let me not try and shit on you know avatar and stuff like that but yeah if you ever seen hakuryu and you don't know nothing about avatar last airbender the, the, hakuryu there you go and finally the third animated feature has just been reported to be set in the era of korra the main character of avatar sequel series the legend of korra although it's not yet known if the movie will center korra as its main character the timeline suggests that the trilogy is meant to encompass three different points in avatar's history so that third will be set farthest in the future of the fantasy universe and i'll be honest of the three of them probably the Korra related one I'm not too fond of maybe if they do it like yo when Korra is already an old lady and her kids I guess that could be something but I wasn't the biggest Korra fan if I'm being honest with you I think of the three of them for me personally the one I'm most excited about oddly enough is probably the first one I know probably most people are like yo dog the Zuko one that's probably gonna be the best one maybe because you know that's the one that fans are awaiting the most I'd imagine but I I'm more so excited for the prequel one let's do some things that we don't know we've referenced it and all of this jazz let's see exactly what was going on in that era let's see how awesome kyoshi was and just in general let's do something fresh you know what i'm saying so that's what i'm excited for but definitely let me know of the three films which i again i want to say it's the kyoshi one is 2024 the zuko one 2025 and the Korra one 2026 which one are you most excited for again i'm gonna have to roll with the kyoshi one and either way it's just really dope considering i think they're making that new live action that the original creators walked out of and stuff like that and said no we're not doing that i'm probably gonna ignore that and wait for these animated films 
themselves because yeah y'all remember that first avatar live action airbender thingy majig whatever you want to call it but we gotta wait and see either way three avatar last airbender universe set films pretty freaking exciting especially for fans that thought like yo it's done after Korra yeah we're getting more next this is a pretty big one I know a lot of people are very excited about this we got more info on the upcoming Trigun anime that you know in case you ain't here that they're doing a Trigun anime but uh this one it makes me wonder how this is gonna work out like this could go either way because from my understanding it's going to heavily rely on CGI and the original Trigun anime despite the fact that it isn't a fateful adaptation to the manga it is a classic it is amazing and it's just the Trigun everybody knew in 2D animation well according to this Trigun Stampede is a new series based on the classic anime and manga Toho and Crunchyroll have announced Trigun Stampede a new series arriving in 2023 that is based on the beloved classic anime and manga Trigun Trigun Stampede is being produced by B-Stars Godzilla Singular Point and Land of Lustrious Studio Orange with an all new staff and cast and Crunchyroll will be simulcasting the new anime from Japan in more than 200 countries around the world and based off the one image that we got right here it looks sick as hell I ain't gonna lie like you just see Vash on like a mountainside or whatnot but the fact that it's Studio Orange they're infamous for B-Stars which is a CG 3D composited anime and while that works very well for B-Stars because those are all like you know humanoid animals essentially it's not real people CG is always a risky thing especially for a TV series especially that and I'm not trying to throw shade at Crunchyroll but you know Crunchyroll hasn't had the best track record with some of their anime they're teaming up with Studio Orange so that could be a good thing but uh, I don't know if it's a CG 3D thing which again I don't believe it's been confirmed all we have is that image of like Vash on a mountainside and it says here more info on Trigun Stampede will be shared at Anime Expo 2022 Saturday July 2nd at 8 p.m. so I'll keep my ears pierced for you know any updates on what's going to happen they said we called Vash one of the greatest anime characters of all time saying although Vash is often portrayed as a childish goofball in reality he's a very complex and tortured character who is doing his best to save people who never even know what he's done for them and I'll be honest with you I am going to watch this one I'm going to give it a shot again we don't know for sure so let me let me stress that I don't know 100% that it's going to be CG 3D but Studio Orange's involvement and the people involved is what really leads it to believe that it's going to be that way if it is it could be either way it almost feels like we're being forced I'm gonna just keep it a buck with you it feels like we're being forced to accept that a lot of stuff is going to be 3D CG and I feel like it's unfair that I'm throwing this conversation so I'll leave it brief because we don't know again that Trigun Stampede is going to be 3D CG but I feel like we're being forced into like yo if you like anime and manga you're gonna have to get with this because this is the future I, I genuinely feel that I feel like that's what they're telling us with stuff like this if this is indeed 3D CG you know the Dragon Ball Super superhero stuff it's like little by little it is what it is and accept it or I don't know go rewatch the old Trigun that doesn't technically finish the story yeah people Trigun Stampede coming from Studio Orange uh, should be arriving in Crunchyroll 2023 we'll see okay people let's switch gears a little bit now let's talk a little Tokyo Revengers it's been so dry for Tokyo Revengers in fact I've noticed it's so crazy how Tokyo Revengers had such a crazy rise and between the West and even Japan at this particular point I've seen a massive dip in popularity and not even that people just genuinely st have started to really dislike the series there's a lot of people that say they can't even get into it which always really shocks me like I'm always like huh you, you don't like it let me know for starters if you don't like Tokyo Revengers no judgment at the end of the day you know you like what you like you don't like what you don't like period uh if you're not a fan of it and you can't get into it let me know why I'm very curious about that because for me Tokyo Revengers I was a faithful watcher of the anime every single week I couldn't miss it and to give you an idea of what I loved about Tokyo Revengers was that there was time travel in it the idea of being able to rescue people that you love using time travel all of that good stuff the nostalgia of the dumb shit that you did as a teenager and thinking back at it like that's what I love from it but here we got Tokyo Revengers it's Christmas showdown arc is scheduled for January 2023 so the winter season of anime the upcoming winter season of anime we can expect the return of Tokyo Revengers I'm gonna guess 12 more episodes it'll be fire to get 25 but considering now they're doing it like arc based of like yo the Christmas showdown arc is coming that's probably gonna be like a 12-er maybe even I could see it being a 10-er because they're just like at this point cutting down the amount of episodes but if it's quality episodes if the art and animation is just on a thousand I'm fine with that let's get 12 here and there of highly done high budgeted all of that good stuff animation so that way we could be like oh because just imagine if it gets like even close to a Mappa Studios or a Studio Ufotable type of adaptation for this one it might turn some people around they might be like oh man it really does look great huh we're in the era where art and animation reigns supreme you got beautiful art and animation you can grab some eyeballs you got great 
great story on top of that. Now you're cooking. But yeah, people, for those that wanted more Tokyo Revengers anime, Christmas Showdown arc is coming January 2023. I'm excited for the most part. I'm just with the manga. I kind of put the manga on pause. I'm going to wait for the manga to end. I think I'm going to stick from now on with the anime, even though I've read a ridiculous amount of stuff that God knows when the entire adaptation is going to happen for Tokyo Revengers of all the manga shit that I read. Like, I'm way up there. Okay, people, you're going to get real hyped for this. A lot of people who have been wondering, when is it going to happen? Come on already, man. This is taking too long. And we finally, finally know what's going on with Kaiju number 8 in particular. It says Kaiju number 8, aka Monster number 8, is getting a TV anime adaptation. It has been announced basically as of June 19, 2022. We don't have a date on when it's going to be released or anything, but this was a surefire, only a matter of time type of situation. Like Kaiju number 8 has been so freaking ridiculously popular. So much so that even in this article right here, not only do we got the big announcement, hey, an anime is coming, let's freaking go. But also the fact that Kaiju number 8 has reached 7.8 million copies in circulation. Just think about that for a second. Almost 8 million copies, no anime adaptation, and still really, really popular even right now. I wouldn't be surprised though if what they're going to try to do with this one, which I'm starting to not like it, but it is what it is. The manga probably won't go that much longer because it looks like they really want to make it that the anime continues on and becomes its own thing after a time and they let the manga go so if you're a kaiju number eight manga fan and just in general start keeping an eye out and an ear out for this stuff when they start announcing anime adaptations it almost feels like the tick talk so to speak and i'm not talking about the social media app uh of the lifespan of your series is on at that point so kaiju number eight getting an anime announcement let's just say it gets announced now maybe we'll see it spring 2023 the latest i'm guessing at that point then it's just a countdown of yo how much longer the manga is gonna go and kaiju number eight is a great freaking series i've called it many times the spiritual successor to attack on titan it just has that feel it got the giant monsters and also i love the fact that the main character is a little bit older i believe he's like 30 31 years old like it just works so freaking well with kaiju number eight and yeah an anime and almost eight million copies sold with like how many volumes are there i, I want to say there's what six seven maybe eight max it's like oh man salute to the kaiju baby and salute to all the fans in general because we've been waiting for this one for a while now i think i talked about kaiju number eight for the first time like three years ago let's go i'm lying it might have been two i think it was it was 2020 i i, I don't know then a quick another update from shihei ling the editor of chainsaw man and many other really awesome stuff spy family all that good stuff first of all she Lin, you have played with our emotions for this one for a while now and i get it it's a business i get it there's other works and don't get me wrong you haven't disappointed per se because tatsuki fujimoto every time there's been an announcement like yo he's doing something else it's always been like oh but it's great it may not be chainsaw man but it's look back it's amazing it may not be chainsaw man but it's goodbye eddie it'll make you cry and change your life it's amazing so i can't really necessarily go at she Lin and say yo dog you've been you've been messing with us but in terms of wanting that chainsaw man too yeah i'm i'm, I'm waiting dog and he recently came out and said the editor of chainsaw man tomorrow i will be happy to announce the latest information on tatsuki fujimoto's work we will inform you about the time when the date changes stay tuned and this was yesterday so as of the recording of this video probably there might be an announcement of hey this is what's happening this is tatsuki fujimoto's next move considering the fact that they've been saying that yeah he's on chainsaw man 2 i'd imagine that update is going to be about chainsaw man 2 and honestly it would be perfect to drop chainsaw man 2 first chapter around october when chainsaw man's anime the hype will blow the hell through the water of chainsaw man anime and chainsaw man 2 let's see but i'm, I'm really hoping for that because otherwise she hey lin you, you dog <laughs> we want chainsaw man 2 already i miss my denji okay i miss my well i can't even go into that without getting into spoilers but yeah she hey lin we're watching we're waiting we're hoping <laughs> quickly let's talk more dragon ball super superhero films success or lack thereof because somebody did the calculations and it says here that dragon ball super superhero crosses the 1 billion yen mark that's not 1 billion dollars 1 billion yen uh at the japanese box office and by the way the other day people were clowning on me because i messed up and i was calling everything hundred thousand y'all know what i meant at the end of the day relax at the japanese box office after a week of its release for comparison though battle of gods hit 1 billion in five days resurrection f hit 1 billion in six days and broly did it in three so pretty much it took over double the time of what it took broly for dragon ball super superheroes film to hit that mark and 
And I'm going to be honest with you because I see a lot of people caping for it. And don't get me wrong. I'm very excited for this film. My whole perspective after seeing a lot of what's to come with this film has changed. I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm not thrilled about 3D CG, but I'm looking forward to it for the most part. However, you got to call a spade a spade because people are caping and saying that, oh, it was released in limited theaters. Well, yo, dog, that don't mean shit. Demon Sarah Kimetsu no Yaiba's Mugen Train film at the height of the pandemic, number one grossing Japanese film out there. At the end of the day, there's there's no excuse. I don't want to hear that it was in, in limited theaters. Why was it in limited theaters? Because not that many theaters were rushing to get it and probably didn't want to get it. And at the end of the day, knew it wasn't going to be a big hitter. Like at the end of the day, most of us called to begin with. This is pretty much one of the least successful opening weekends, opening weeks for a Dragon Ball film. I know they want to sweep it under the rug, give excuses or whatever. Y'all can do all of that. But the facts are the facts. And that's that. Yeah, the 3D CG whole idea, the lack of marketing towards the things that people want them going a different direction of trying to be family friendly and all that jazz has backfired and showcased that at the very least on opening it's not doing great that's not to say that the back end won't be bigger than if they would have just contributed straight up to hey we want the battle heads like if they would have marketed this thing from rip off of like yo sell returns or whatever the heck is going to happen in this film then it would have been a different story i think the turnout would have been humongous for the most part but because it's not until leaks and last minute things and everything has been marketed towards just family friendly stuff it's going to tank at the start but there's a huge possibility for major success on the back end with you know tv deals blu-rays all that stuff because of the family friendly thing where they could penetrate markets that dragon ball probably couldn't have prior to this because it's like oh that's the the fighting shit right yeah look the, the trailer shows him just throwing big blast when you put it in a different light of no hey look it's the alien and he's taking care of the little girl that is like a granddaughter to him and shit like that it's a different ball game and it could go in different directions so while it's probably not doing the greatest and it, yeah it is tanking off rip i think on the back end it could be a whole new avenue for dragon ball and a whole new section of fandom that it couldn't reach to begin with so yeah we got to be honest it's not doing good as any of the previous films in the last decade or so but that doesn't mean that it won't do big on the grand scheme of things down the road i'm imagining toei animation plan for all this because just like for example taking a manga like chainsaw man and putting in a shonen jump that was so daring of them like oh my god something's so crude they're trying to go after different markets spy family family friendly they want to do that and i think that's where they're going with dragon ball and the back end might be bigger but as it stands right now no it is definitely a flop in comparison to the previous films and it doesn't matter about limited releases because if they really wanted they would put it in all the theaters that they possibly can that's the whole point make money so yeah we gotta we gotta call a spade a spade it's not doing well let's see what it does in the west though because i think the west is still going to try and you know save the day so to speak i know i'm excited about the gohan and piccolo related stuff and that's the main reason why i'm running to the theater come august uh-oh 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 yo i just saw this one and i don't care i gotta i gotta throw it in even if it's just a small story or whatever but i've been seeing this everywhere that japan makes cyberbullying punishable up to one year in jail according to this report straight off of cnn at that this is what spurred this whole thing on japan makes online insults punishable by one year in prison and wake of reality tv stars death japan's parliament on monday passed legislation making online insults punishable by imprisonment and rising public concern over cyberbullying sparked by the suicide of a reality tv star who had faced social media abuse under the amendment to the country's penal code set to take effect later this summer offenders convicted of online insults can be jailed for up to one year or fined about $2,200 and a significant increase from the existing punishments of detention for fewer than 30 days and a fine of up to 10,000 yen $75 the bill proved controversial in the country with opponents arguing it would impede free speech and criticism of those in power however supporters said the tougher led which is realistically probably what they wanted to do because it helps a lot of these marketing campaigns they don't care about and it's sad and it and it's fucked up but it's the reality they don't care about that reality star that did that they're just like yo when we're going and we're pushing this legislation or we're pushing the campaign trail and we want to say some wild things we don't want to get bullied and criticized we don't want this smudge on our names let's put in this law that'll stop that shit and that's just the cold hard facts about the world and politics and all of that above like they don't care realistically that's just an excuse for them to push forth their agenda it was only passed after a provision was added ordering the law be re-examined three years after it goes into effect to gauge its impact on freedom of expression under japan's penal code insults are defined as publicly demeaning someone's social standing without referring to specific facts about them or a specific action according to a spokesperson from the ministry of justice the 
crime is different to defamation defined as publicly demeaning someone while pointing to specific facts honestly it sounds just like the same shit whatever but yeah pretty much this is going to shake things up i think one of the biggest things that could change all of that especially like so they don't ever try to adopt stuff like that over here in the west is i think social media needs to start having people be held accountable in terms of it should be a mandatory thing that online period you have to be you you have to be your name whether it be your government idea whatever the case may be i feel like you have to be yourself online this whole anonymity thing has to be a thing of the past in order to stop and decrease the amount of cyberbullying and all that stuff don't get me wrong it's not going to completely diminish it people will always find a way assholes will be assholes and that's just the way it is but i definitely think that would help a lot of people that they feel brave like yo they're never gonna know it's me blah 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 like yeah once that's a thing of the past and it's like no they're gonna know it's you a lot of people that are pussies will stop being pussies and just sit back in the corner and shut the fuck up and i say that as somebody for the last 12 years that have had people shit on me for no reason time and time again that you know say whatever they want but let me know what you think about that do you feel that that is justified that they should be going that route of punishing people with prison for insults i feel like yo just make it that people have to be themselves online like you cannot put fake names you can't be greg border 88 times without like you gotta be you and let's round this bad boy off with an update from the staff of the villain saga anime uh going from basically studio wit to studio mappa there was an update recently saying the following it was my personal matter that i transferred to mappa and our team had to leave the previous studio regardless of my transfer the release of my team wasn't planned in advance and at that point we had already started production for season two while keeping almost the same team if there's no prospect of continuing in production the team will have to be dissolved however once it is dissolved it's not sure when we'll be able to gather the same creators again we need to find the next production base urgently to keep the team and of the several options mappa made the quickest decision at that time my transfer had been decided so i think it's one of the reasons why they decided but more than that they respected the work of our team and had an understanding of the significance of keeping our team also if the team wasn't released i was planning to direct this title in a previous studio as an employee of mappa so essentially this dude was making this villain saga season two happen one way or another and on top of that it was either hey we go and we do this thing at mappa or there's no villain saga season two i will take that and i will take yeah give me my villain saga season two at a different studio that may look slightly different but you got for the most part the same people opposed to no more villain saga that would be lame as hell i would not want that so shout outs to that dude he sounds like a, a real leader he honestly was thinking about his people thinking about the future of this series like really really awesome dude this animator that is you know making sure that villain saga season two happens one way or another salute okay people more chaos in the world of anime and manga i got some crazy news on my hero academia a uh, insane change especially kind of last minute now is happening right now we got manga that are getting anime finally manga that potentially are getting canceled thrown out of the magazine despite a long run we gotta talk about it berserk's return and what that looks like the cold arc and boruto an update on that there's just so much dragon ball super i don't want to waste your time with this intro let's get into it let's talk a little bit of that Forever news. the only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related and we don't bore you we get into it let's do it no matter how you get it done no matter how you Okay, people, first order of business, please hit that subscribe button and that bell for all notifications. In case you don't know, YouTube has been blocking the God. It's like if I don't exist right now on the platform and you hitting those buttons, if you haven't already, you being connected with me, liking, commenting, everything that you could possibly do really benefits. It just does because right now... We, we, we had a bit of a dry spot here, lads, and I like to just keep it real with you guys what's going on, honestly. First order of business, My Hero Academia. Fam, if I told you anything different than this, I would be lying in terms of that. I just see nonstop that My Hero Academia fell off. Oh my god, this is the worst it's ever been. Wow, I can't believe at the final hour, you know, the last arc, the last battles, it just fell apart like this. A lot of people have just been absolutely not vibing with My Hero. In fact, if I'm just just keeping it real my own opinion i felt that for a bit now my hero academia completely switched it just went from one type of story the way it was paced and everything
everything to something rapid fast and we started finding out little inklings of oh wait a minute so the editor of my hero academia is also the editor the perpetrator some might say of the editing behind samurai 8 the hunters guild red hood which are series that suffered a cancellation fate due to rapid pacing and just all around even in the hunters guild red hood some might argue that there was meta references of the writer the author of red hood kind of coming at the editing department the editorial staff and saying like yo y'all meddled with my stuff so this editor that has been working with my hero academia for i'm not sure how long now i'd argue maybe about a year at the very least has been kind of notorious in a sense of not being the greatest not being a fan favorite the way he rocks the quality that he turns out isn't stellar per se because editors have a big play in all of this stuff despite the fact that you may think that oh it's all horikoshi it's all tabata it's all toriyama even though toriyama hasn't wrote manga in like 100 million years you get what i'm saying there's more to it there's a whole staff there's especially the editor he can be the difference between something going up and down they're going left or going right they just have that type of power and this announcement right here is about to change everything because my hero academia right now is getting a new editor according to this it says my hero academia mangaka kohei horikoshi now has a new editor comments from weekly shonen jump number 30 so this is the next one we're going to cover this week's one in this episode but this is the following one this is basically like a leak switching the person in charge tagushi sensei let's go to the barbecue imamura sensei nice to meet you please take care of me by god please imamura sensei please take care of him and take care of this story that we really rock with i'm not even gonna lie over the last couple years i would argue ever since probably my villain academia maybe slightly after but definitely with the first war that we had i really fell in love with this series it was like maybe a few weeks ago where it kind of dawned on me holy shit i really love my hero academia and i never really felt like that type of mindset i guess like i always enjoyed it i always thought it was really dope and stuff like that but it actually legitimately hit me a couple weeks ago no i really love this story i really love this whole superhero world i really love a lot of these characters endeavor is freaking one of the greatest characters of the entire story i used to be a big all might fan back like i really really love my hero academia flat out like that's just what it is it kind of dawned on me and so it's been a travesty throughout this year to see that it just kind of felt a little stiff a little stale i talked about it more on this video right here go check it out this my hero academia video i recently released uh giving my in-depth thoughts on the last five or six chapters and whatnot but ultimately it just hasn't felt the same and imamura sensei we are looking at you right now fam now that we know your name too horikoshi kind of threw motherfuckers under the bus he was like the barbecue dude hold on what the, the dude that he said tagushi sensei i don't want to be mean about it fam i don't want to i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna say it good riddance no I, I ain't gonna lie i did that for comedic purposes i do not want to be disrespectful by any means honestly i know the way you probably move is in particular is they probably put a type of editor like that on certain series for a particular reason so i don't want to bash on dude too bad but imamura sensei now we're looking at you so if things don't start to look up from here if the pacing doesn't start to change to be more adjusted to where it needs to be if things don't start going into a proper direction imamura sensei but I will say, Ganbate Kurasai, you can do this. Steer this shit back on course to where people need it to be. Again, the Endeavor stuff, I love the Endeavor stuff. It's the pacing and the way the battles and the creativity in certain aspects. Like, let's get those things back on board and back in check because My Hero Academia is a freaking awesome series. And I hate to be a part of something that everybody is like, oh, it's trash now towards the end when, yo, it, My Hero has done some awesome stuff. Let's get it together. This new editor, welcome aboard. Let's kick some ass. And while we're on the topic of My Hero, academia let's take a look an updated look at the success of the series thus far because courtesy of jose underscore ke it says here my hero academia manga sales evolution japan my hero academia is currently on what we would say its peak selling point for now with volume 33 recording an all new high with season six of the anime coming the series is on a super great state and that's the crazy thing because sales tell a different story than what the fandom is saying online which i guess you could argue that online isn't the real world right because like online i don't hear none of this but if you look at the sales it could be that they just tapped into a different market that's also i guess a possibility of hey they were more so initially aiming towards the battle heads like you know the shonen battle community and as of recent last few years they kind of strayed away from that and focused more in on family oriented stuff i guess you would say in a weird way and the way the characters maneuver and whatnot and maybe that's why and also the biggest thing is that the female audience it was very well documented with the last world 
Hero's Mission film. Oh, women freaking love this. Like, females just really rock with uh, My Hero Academia. But looking at the sales chart, my god, that's crazy. That My Hero Academia, it's only around, wow, that's crazy. Season 4 and Movie 2 was where it started to dip. And God knows if it was going to get canceled by then. Because then all of a sudden, it just starts rising up again. And maybe that's when they put this guy in charge around that point shortly after like movie two and maybe that's why it's been no but then that wouldn't make sense because at the end of the day the manga was still rocking heavy with the shigaraki war i don't know what the hell happened with that editor but either way it's crazy to see that despite online all i hear is yo it fell off it fell off the sales aren't saying that now granted it could be that they're starting to project that the sales might decline because of the word of mouth and maybe that's why they also switched the editor but definitely a fascinating piece of work to say the least and also to see how far my heroes come from volume one which Volume 1 was a success off rip, yo. Over 100,000, like, what, 125, almost 150, somewhere around there. All the way to where we're at right now. Like, what, Volume 33 was, like, the biggest thing. And Volume 34 is growing. It's it's crazy. So, My Hero Academia, I want to know what you guys think right now. How do you feel about the editor change? Do you think that's going to improve things? What do you think about, also, the state of the series, considering sales show a different story? And just your overall expectations for the series now that we have a major freaking change for this in the final hour. Maybe it could get it together. Maybe we could go out with a true bang assuming my hero really is going to end and we're not getting a part two which considering this success like do you really think going up up in a way they're going to stop it like it was a little bit different with demon slayer because demon slayer came out when it was a different time and also demon slayer had a massive boom i don't know if they want to end a my hero when it's going like this when they could just do my hero z my hero shippuden whatever you want to call it either way shout out to hodakoshi and my hero academia We'll see where things go. We're, we're midway through 2022 and we're getting a massive change like that. Let's go. Next up, let's jump into some really, really good news. It was a little touch and go for a bit. I was kind of shocked that it took this long, but ultimately we finally got one of the newer generation of Shonen Jump manga catching an anime adaptation. I was thinking that this was going to be announced probably December of last year. I thought, you know, Jump Festa, boom, 2021, end of year, let's do it. And ultimately, it never happened, but it's coming in now. Also, oddly enough, after Marshall was announced to be coming to its final arc or in its final arc. And yeah, it's Marshall. Basically, it just says here that Marshall will be getting an anime announcement and it was confirmed in the upcoming issue of Weekly Shonen Jump, issue number 31, with the big announcement. Um, I'm not even gonna lie, it's well over do it also shows though again what i've been trying to tell people because if marshall was announced already final arc final arc and on top of that there has been touch and go with the author saying i'm gonna end it i'm not gonna end it no it's ending soon and whatnot and then now with this announcement this is the future for shonen jump at the very least for the time being of where they're going with it they're probably gonna start ending a lot of these series first with the manga and then coming with the anime adaptation so that way they could almost kind of kill off the manga readership I, it's very bizarre it just must mean that the back end of the anime adaptations and all that stuff it must be such a large bag maybe even these companies are like yo dog we're competing with you while you're releasing the manga we're also competing with the anime how about we give you an even bigger bag for this adaptation and y'all end these series early so also we can have a complete adaptation and people don't feel like you know the whole thing because initially probably what it was even you know 10 years ago for example the manga sales was probably their bread and butter and ultimately now it's probably different they probably don't have to rely on yo go read the manga so they can make their money because probably everything is so lucrative considering you know sony just bought up this one and you know the west is getting real heavily involved anime is more mainstream than it ever was in the united states and stuff like that like that plays a big factor in how they maneuver and that's probably why despite the fact that masha was i believe already over 100 chapters at this particular point just now getting the announcement for the anime adaptation and that's that okay we're getting the anime announcement when is it gonna come are we looking at spring of next year like how long will it take is another question and overall by the time it comes Marshall probably will be either over or in its final stretch or something like I don't know I, I gotta ask how do you guys feel about the way they're maneuvering now we're over 100 chapters we're just now getting the announcement and the series is ending it's really bizarre to me but yeah do you think that this is gonna be a good move for jump bad move they're gonna shoot themselves in the foot in the end like I feel like they probably think well we can always bring it back right I, I guess maybe that's also in their minds of hey we can always bring it back Marshall 2 Demon Slayer 2, whatever they want to do, they can always return with the series if need be, if they need a title. Maybe that's the game that they're playing. The same way when Dragon Ball returned with Dragon Ball Super, we could do that with any one of these titles after they have their run. So, also the attention span of everybody just wants to read, you know, a two-minute thing. They want 100 years 
of stories in two minutes. But yeah, people, martial magic and muscles getting an anime. Okay, I, I can't wait to see it. Honestly, I feel like One Punch Man's audience is just going to straight away gravitate towards it. It's like Harry Potter, One Punch Man with Rock Lee Oster from Black Clover. Berserk fans, we have to talk. Berserk fans, I am calling you. If you were skeptical, if you were worried, if you was in fear of what was about to happen to this title, because in case you ain't here, in case you've been living under a rock, Berserk is returning despite the passing of the creator, the late great Kentaro Biura. Berserk's manga is returning. People were skeptical, including myself, of, oh god, how is this going to work? What is the art going to look like? Because Kentaro Miura was, bar none, one of the greatest artists and greatest storytellers of our time, period. It's just, it, it's facts, okay? I will hear nothing else of it. It was straight up a, a 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10, 20 out of 10 type of style. How are they going to be able to match up? Now, we started getting inklings of information of, well, for starters, we had that Studio Gaga that he had set up with, apparently his best friend, longtime friend, whatnot, and he was getting the art style down packed, but it was still like, okay, you know how to draw some type of style of his. How is this still going to work? Like, one of the biggest scares a lot of us had is, remember what happened with Boruto? Ikamoto was with Kishimoto since chapter 7, allegedly, of Naruto. And then when we get the first nine chapters of Boruto, you know, Sasuke looks like Professor Snape from Harry Potter and shit like that. Obviously, there was a massive change and a massive overhaul. But nevertheless, a lot of us were scared. Like, yo, next thing you know, Guts is going to look like Sylvester Stallone or some shit. Like, we, we were scared. But we can 100% rest easy because there's nothing to be scared of anymore the first images first of all there's some leaks but also the first image alone that came out a colored page of the berserk return with guts and puck and i ain't even gonna lie off rip i was like okay it looks i could see the studio gaga change because studio gaga one of the things that i think is probably due to the way they decided they're gonna just adapt all their anime is it looks 3d like they look like they intend off rip with the manga let's make it 3d so when we transition it in an adaptation people aren't gonna bitch about oh it's all 3d cgi because the manga style will be 3d cg in theory that's genius like you're not gonna get any more of the complaints the fandom ain't gonna be bitching and whining and moaning and screaming and they're gonna just be like oh shit Ber Ber berserk is back so we got this image which i am gonna lie is so freaking amazing but then uh and i'm gonna try to be as spoiler free as i possibly can i'll just show like maybe a face or two or a panel or two because it is freaking insane what i'm looking at here the art from the chapters themselves look straight up like damn near Kentaro Mirror. Like I could maybe see a slightly difference, but it looks straight up like, like Berserk. It doesn't look like Man, Kentaro Miura picked a good one. Kentaro Miura knew what he was doing as he was passing of training a protege to do and pick up his work from where it left off because this looks like Berserk. And if this is what Berserk looks like, then we're in 100% good hands because from what's been told to us, Kentaro Miura's best friend is the one that's doing this, Studio Gaga and all that jazz, but his best friend that knows what's supposed to happen, he probably left him a blueprint on top of that of, you know, A, B, C, D, these are the points, the bullet points of where to go with it. And also, the art looks on point this might be the greatest switch ever of switching the artist but it still is remaining intact now obviously it's a matter of reading the chapters and seeing like okay it looks good he knows everything how does it write how does it play how does it you know the paneling because Kentaro Miro was very cinematic with his paneling that's going to be a question and honestly from the little pages I've seen it looks really great and wow Berserk continues on and it doesn't seem like we're going to be you know screaming in agony because it could have gone really bad honestly the only artist that I would have personally picked from anybody out there that I thought could have handled Berserk was Takehiko Inoue. Maybe Boichi, but definitely Takehiko Inoue would have been the one to do this, but despite it not being Takehiko Inoue, it looks incredible. Berserk fans, rest easy. Berserk is going to be Mwah, beautiful, good sir, be beautiful. Very, very exciting stuff, and I'm happy to say Berserk is back, and despite we don't have the, the god himself, Kentaro Miura, his spirit lives on within this manga. Let's freaking go! Boruto fans, we've been down bad. It hasn't been a great time to be a Boruto fan in 2022. We've had a couple of decent and really good chapters in the beginning of the year, but it hasn't been great. The anime has been stuck in in-canon anime, canon, whatever the hell you want to call it, 
hell for like months now. We had that infamous viral moment of Boruto's crying face, but that was not for the right reasons. It was because animation and art was pretty freaking terrible for that episode. And then on top of that, to, you know, add insult to injury, it was just a week ago that I was reporting to you guys. Hey guys, um, Boruto's going on a hiatus. We won't have Boruto until August, despite the fact that it is already a monthly series. They're taking a month off. We won't have a chapter till August. And it felt horrible. I was honestly very disappointed, very sad. Like, yo, we had a godlike 2021 for Boruto. The anime was godlike. The year before that, the manga was godlike. And 2022 felt like 2019-ish all over again for Boruto. And But this is at the very least something to look forward to because according to leaks... It seems as though the Boruto anime at the top of next year is going to get back on track, which means that we still got half a fucking year. Ay, Dios mío, ¿qué me están haciendo? Yo no puedo creer. Ay. Boruto's code arc will be adapted to the anime in early 2023, but before they adapt the code arc, they'll be doing exclusive episodes related to code, like Studio Piro did for the Tento and Ao arcs. So essentially, we're going to have like a code activation arc, so to speak. Um, I'm guessing maybe probably fall season it'll start because we're kind of knee deep into summer now and I'm imagining they're going to continue on with the fuckery of the terrible shit that they've been doing but I'm going to guess either fall or definitely yeah no it has to be fall fall the latest we will have the code activation we're going to call it that arc leading into the real you know stuff from the manga hey I'm a little bit more excited I'm a little bit more enthusiastic and I'm imagining that this leak is probably the big Boruto news that they've been hyping up of yo we got big Boruto news coming that's probably what it is that the code arc is coming I'm not going to say that I'm going through the moon because even in the manga the code arc there was some really crazy insane high moments but then there was also a lot of just kind of the pacing and whatnot and i think the anime because the anime if you notice it took what the manga did in 2020 and the manga was you know it was trending and it had its moment but 2021 everybody all of a sudden was switched up and oh we love boruto boruto's great oh my god it's amazing naruto and sasuke yeah boruto versus boro oh my god so i think that the anime has the capabilities of making that same level of hype or close to it at the very least with the code arc because there's a lot of big stuff that actually happens it's just getting to it it's just getting to it and if they're going to do this code activation arc right if they do it the way because as it stands right now i will say this and i know people probably don't want to hear this but if i was comparing it between let's just say code as a villain to a filler villain technically filler anime canon deepa deepa's way better and if that's all attributed to studio piro because obviously it's an anime only character then please do whatever it is that y'all did for deepa and add that to code so we can actually like this dude because as it stands right now code is like eh, if you read the manga you know you know but code is just eh, i need more of that feel that i got with Deepa. Deepa was a freaking awesome villain and he was anime only. Please give us that. Introduce that element of it in the code activation. Help bring back Deepa. I don't even give a fuck right now. Just shake shit up. We need to shake shit up because right now as it stands it's just kind of like <laughs> but yeah people if you were a little bit down because of all this terrible news lately with Boruto hiatuses and all that jazz look no further than 2023 <laughs> to enjoy the Boruto anime the code stuff and even before that um they're gonna have a lot of setup episodes for code leading into it which I think this will this will be a good thing overall for the story it's not the greatest news in the world but it's a good thing I was hoping for a film at this point to kind of revitalize everything or dare I say it the thing we've been promised for like five or six years now the time skip assholes just a thought okay Dragon Ball fans is it just me or should the Dragon Dragon Balls have originally been green in color. I, I I feel like they should have been green because it seems as though they just love that Dragon Ball money and having the Dragon Balls green will remind them of that dollar dollar bill money because yeah people more Dragon Ball movies already coming and we haven't even got the superhero film over here in theaters in the west yet. It, granted it's out of Japan but we just got bombshell news that they're already working on more. <laughs> what, what, what? It was during an interview they were asked what are your plans now that Dragon Ball Super Superhero has been released in Japan. They said Dragon Ball Super Superhero is a movie that was made not only for the Japanese audience but with the whole world in mind clearly and I won't even say the whole world but probably France and you know North America those are probably the two main markets France and North America and then everywhere else it's like Japan France North America and hey there's other places is how they look at it because those are the major biggest manga markets and Mexico Mexico as well I'm not gonna shout outs to Mexico Dragon Ball is a series that Japan is very proud of so we felt the sense of responsibility while working on the movie we're indeed releasing it in America this summer as well 
What? What comes next? Well, if you're asking, a new entry on the series is already in the making. Oh my god. Oh boy. Superhero took us five years to make, so it's only natural we're already working on what comes next. Toriyama-sensei himself is always working on new DB concepts and ideas, after all. We're all thinking about what we want to show the world next. Toriyama is not always working on a goddamn thing. It's when the moment Shueisha bothers him and says, Hey, we, we have a big check for you. He says, Give me the fucking check. Here's the napkin. Get the fuck out of my house. Like, that. that's just how I imagine it. They, hey, uh, Toriyama-sensei, can we come in? What the fuck do you motherfuckers want from me? Go to hell. <laughs> that's how I imagine it. And then, again, he gives them the napkin, and they go off on their ways with a napkin that just says, More Dragon Ball. Write more Dragon Ball. There you go. That That's the answer, because I'm skeptical, a little bit worried. I mean, honestly, I I'm wondering... Because it's already a production. Is it because they, you know, spent all the finances on creating, you know, all the 3D models and whatnot? I guess I'm just wondering at this point, are they going to continue on with the 3D CG? Or is that going to just be a one-time thing? Like, the fact that they're already working on it makes me question, like, well, what are you already working on? A 2D movie? 3D movie? What the hell is it going to be about? Where are we going with this? When is it going to take place? So many questions. But the biggest one is, please, no, no more 3D CG. And I know that's not going to happen. And I know at the end of the day i'm gonna for the most part have a decent time i'm sure watching dragon ball super superhero when it drops in august in theaters but god damn dog damn it all just depends right and at the end of the day yeah they're gonna see their money those dragon balls they're gonna turn them green one way or another dog they don't got blue balls they got green balls because they want that green cash money but shout outs to them because they've come up with the ultimate way of continuously raking in the dough like you know and also the fact that it took them five years to make highly doubt that i mean from what i understand this movie was in the works prior to broly or around the time broly was made i don't think that it was five years though i think that they had the basic ideas everything jotted down it probably took five years for them to create all the character models and come up with a decent looking 3d cg that doesn't look like apple seed or the back of my ass cheeks <laughs> what the fuck no <laughs> Let me know what you guys think of that one. How do you feel? Do you feel like Dragon Ball Super Superhero 3D CG is fine and you're okay with the next one being 3D CG? You want them to go back to 2D? Do you think there even is a possibility of them going back to 2D? If they see a giant profit from 3D CG and next time around it's a lot cheaper to continue building because they already have all these character models, they might just say, no, we're, we're sticking to the idea, the plan, and whatnot. Everything else is going 3D CG anyway, so I guess we gotta wait and see. But yeah, Dragon Ball's um, working on another one already. Undead on luck fans you're not gonna like this one you're not gonna like this one you're not gonna like this one now granted there might be a silver lining somewhere here but the fact that we're not seeing the silver lining yet makes me very freaking worried because in case you don't know undead on luck has been going on for a long time that and Marshall are kind of like in the same generation of manga they were released around the same time sakamoto days was a little later but that's also kind of in that bracket of whatnot we just got word Marshall magic and muscles has an anime incoming we don't have any any word or anything like that of Undead Unluck. A lot of people were speculating at Jump Festa, Marshall and Undead Unluck were going to get their anime announcements. That didn't happen. Then Marshall just gets an announcement. And then Undead Unluck gets this, that. Yeah, people are going to be pissed. According to this latest editor note, Undead Unluck is approaching its final fight next week with a color page and a 23-page extension in issue number 31, which means that if it's getting that page extension, probably a few months left at max. Feeling like Groundhog's Day, the terminology used in the editor text is meaning right before the final fight. This was similarly used for the Promised Neverland Chapter 169 that ended in 181 and Kimetsu no Yaiba 182 that ended in 205. So ideally we could have probably 15 chapters maybe left for Undead Unluck and again it could end off as follows. It could end off like yo it ended boom anime announcement right at the end or it could just be one of those cases of like if you ever heard of Siren it was a very big deal a lot of people loved it it ran for a very long time never got an anime adaptation. I think one of the biggest reasons if Undead Unluck ends up not getting an anime and they don't do nothing with it is solely because of the fan service and because in 2022 people might try to cancel Showing and Jump or Undead Unluck in general because of the beginning of it that the way they marketed it early on was basically like a 
Johnny Bravo, you know, grabbing up on a woman and all of that jazz. And that just doesn't work anymore. A lot of people might feel like, hey, that's not right. That's promoting certain type of mentalities and stuff like that. So it might not actually, you know, come to fruition with anything based on that. If that's the mindset that they have and why they taken so freaking long to even get one. But it also could go in line with what I've been saying for a little bit now. That they're ending a lot of Shonen Jump manga and manga in general first. And then coming with the anime adaptation after the fact. So we, we can't completely say, yo, they, they're getting rid of it with no anime. But only time will tell. Then this is kind of worrisome. And it just makes me wonder like, man, like I've said, not even wonder. Like I've said for a little bit now. Unfortunately, this latest generation of Jump, everything pretty much post. Jujutsu Kaisen Chainsaw Man hasn't been ringing off like they'd imagine or they wanted I'd imagine like martial magic and muscles it did decent but it's not like people are screaming oh my god like there wasn't no uproar about martial not having an anime the last six months of what people thought would have happened so only time will tell let me know what you think do you think that they're gonna do undead unluck dirty it's not getting an anime because of the fan service aspects the you know Andy touching up on Fuku and all that jazz like what do you think is gonna happen and either way I really hope they don't do that because because it's going to betray a lot of fans. There's a lot of people that really highly regard Undead Unluck. They're going to feel like a slap in the face if this thing ends. No anime. And on top of that, the fact that it's ending now. I wouldn't be surprised if it got the word of, yo, it's not going nowhere. Y you got to go, lad. But goddamn, Shonen Jump, y'all just heartless, huh? It, we used to think that, yo, you passed the 50 chapter mark. You're good. You're going to be in here forever. This just shows that, yo, Undead Unluck is what? Over 100 or close to 100? Somewhere around there. And no anime in sight. Time will tell though. Quick update for Jujutsu Kaisen, the manga, in case you ain't here. Jujutsu Kaisen will be on break in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 31 and will resume in issue number 32 as scheduled. That's probably the perfect time in case you ain't noticed. I've been catching back up with everything. I caught back up and made a big video on One Piece. Caught back up and made a big video on My Hero Academia. I'm up on Boruto. I think I got like a super video in the works. So definitely this will be a great time for anybody for that matter to catch up on Jujutsu Kaisen. Letting you guys also know if you watch my channel, you've been... You know, wondering, was that coming? It's coming. And if you've been thinking about maybe I should catch up, probably be a good time. Take that break, catch up on Jujutsu Kaisen, and we, we check back in in a couple weeks. And yeah, I'll have a big video on that too because I've been hearing some crazy stuff. But yeah, I'm always fine with the, these authors getting breaks. Get as many breaks as you need. Just don't go the Tagashi route and say, yeah, I'll see you guys in eight years. Yeah. Okay, let's jump into the Weekly Shonen Magazine and Weekly Shonen Jump author comments courtesy of Jose underscore Ke and Weekly Shonen Jump, of course. Starting off with Eichiro Oda, creator of One Piece. I'm taking a break. There will be a special feature in Jump during the break. Please enjoy Uta Niki and the music video. Very well deserved, Oda. Then we got Gaga Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen. Movies and shows I want to see all come at once, even when it's not the holiday season. Why? That's a very good question. Like, for example, with everything anime and manga related, but especially anime, it's all coming fall. Like, it's been a drought. You just got Spy Family, you know, carrying the torch right now, so to speak. There's really not much that is just going crazy out there. We're all waiting for the fall season. It's money-wise. It's marketing dollars. It's the time of the year. Everybody wants to push their big dogs, especially now that anime is so mainstream. The third and fourth quarters is the biggest times you want to put out a project, especially the final quarter. And if you're putting October, October, November, December, you got Chainsaw Man, Bleach, all of these series. It's, yeah, I, I kind of trailed off, but shout-outs to Gege for noticing that. A genius would notice that. Then we got Hajime Komodo, author of Martial Magic and Muscles. I've started working out again, and I'm feeling great. Food tastes great. Yes, baby. The, the, the workout is real. Kohei Horikoshi, author of My Hero Academia. The high-frequency cutter I bought for the previous chapter just arrived. What should I cut? Well, we know you cut your editor. Oh! I'm sorry I had to do it. I couldn't resist. My fault. My bad. And let's wrap things up with Gen Oska, author of Doran Dororan. Uh, Ebido-san, who always helps me, has a one-shot in the Japanese issue. Please give it a read. Okay, so he's in tune with the North American and other places, I imagine, because that's probably why he had to specify, or he wanted to specify, it's in the Japan issue. Like, the one-shot probably won't be over here in the, you know, English North American jump, so also it's really become apparent that a lot of these authors are just helping each other out like hey my guy got a uh you know something going on in this magazine check it out my guy's doing like we've heard a lot of that as of recent really cool stuff then let's mosey on over to the weekly shonen magazine author comments this is a different magazine with kodansha publishing uh let's start off with kanen sama by nonko i love bunny girls 
Okay. <laughs> then we got Hiromashima, author of Eden Zero. I recently started a YouTube channel, although I'm not sure why when I'm already so busy. Because you're a workhorse like us. You're a hustler. You're a G. You're a real one. You put in the work. You put in the grind. You put in the hustle. You do all of that to get things going. Big ups and respect. Ken Wakui, author of Tokyo Revengers. I've been watching the case files of Kendaichi each week and loving it. Shunsuke Mikeda is so cool. That's one that I know if I ever got into it, I will probably love it and not stop watching it because it looks reminiscent into case closed in a way it's just more on the law aspect of it i would probably really have a blast watching that someday i don't know whether it be an old age or not i plan on sitting there and watching like everything kendaichi because i know it just screams at me like you will love this show fam you will we got negi harava author ranger reject i drew a school for the first time in a while yay <laughs> tia the editor of blue lock i'm not popular with the ladies at all didn't he always say that he gets all the ladies like nani so there was you just front end dog was straight cap and oh my god uh, cap in weekly shonen magazine no i've come to realize that lately when urana says i'm going to go draw what's actually happening is they're going to sleep by ando oh okay i'm imagining either that's the editor or somebody else that said basically when k urana the author of gachiakuta says i'm gonna go draw homie just goes and relaxes and chills out and goes and has a nap okay <laughs> Get on your hard work stuff, fam, because you don't want to lose this opportunity. Gachiakuta got a little bit of noise off rip, and yeah, be serious about Don't be taking them naps, bro. No, but seriously, get your rest. Then we got George Morikawa, author of Hajime no Ippo. I was mesmerized by Dormain in the Saitama Arena. Shoutouts to Morikawa. Recently, I saw uh, on Twitter there was a space that's being held by him and Hiromashima. That was legendary. And we'll wrap this up with Yoshitoki Oima, author of To Your Eternity. The type of meatloaf I've made is of the too much variety. Oh, okay, you made a lot of meatloaf. Man, I haven't had meatloaf in a minute. I wouldn't mind some. Yeah, people, those were the author comments we got from Weekly Shonen Jump and Weekly Shonen Magazine for the week. Let me know what you think. Always a treat and yeah i think i'm gonna keep on doing them together it's just way more easier and it gives you guys more content in one go don to don fans it's been a minute we haven't checked in a minute and i know i always say yo i'm gonna read it back eventually i'm gonna catch back up well i've been catching up on a lot of manga so you never know it might happen very soon but we got an update on don to don and just showing that yo dog it has stood the test of time in terms of its sales it says here courtesy of joseph underscore k don to don manga sales evolution japan together with spy family and kaiju number eight is one of the biggest series of jump plus and you can see why right now i would throw the argument when it comes to shueisha there's a, a a big three argument for spy family kaiju number eight and don the don and that is one hell of a variety for a big three and i support that if that is the big three i am all for it kaiju number eight is a type of attack on titan battle series spy family very i don't want to say lighthearted because it has some cool crazy stuff in there too and don the don is just absolutely insane three different types that is easily the big three of jump plus i'll say that a tremendous start from there it's only seen a little increase over the first year in publication so it pretty much started off crazy over ninety thousand, probably a hundred thousand sales and increased with volume two and then it kind of just been up and down and then uh, volumes four and five has pretty much stood the same but dawn to dawn man you know i told you guys way back when after i read i don't know it was like the first five or six chapters and i made my video i was like this shit is freaking gas it was from one of the previous i believe assistants to chainsaw man Tatsuki fujimoto like yo if you if you're rubbing elbows with fujimoto i gotta at the very least give you the benefit of the doubt that you can make some greatness and then dawn to dawn has been pretty freaking fire <laughs> pretty freaking awesome shout outs to uh, this author and yeah man I, let me know keep it keep it a buck would you be cool with screaming the new big three is Spy Family, Kaiju number eight, and Don to Don? And I'm not, obviously there's My Hero out there. There's a bunch of other series, but in terms of sales, I believe all three of them outsell My Hero. I believe all three of them outsell majority of what's in Jump minus Jujutsu Kaisen and One Piece, which you throw the argument, okay, then they gotta be a part of the big three. But in terms of just Jump Plus, those three have made so much noise over the last like year and a half to two years. Chainsaw Man fans, well, in case you ain't here, I made a little small video that we're gonna insert right here if you missed it because, yeah, a lot of people didn't get their hands on that video. Play the clip, Chris, so they could see what I was talking about about Chainsaw Man 2. Well, he just announced Chainsaw Man 2's release date and oh my god and now that you've seen that clip we got a little update as well that chainsaw man has reached 13 million copies in circulation with the manga that is absolutely flames of something that didn't even have an anime it still doesn't have an anime it doesn't get its anime to october but we got july 13th well technically i gotta give you guys an update july 12th 
for North America will be having the Chainsaw Man 2 start. So there's a little update from the previous video that according to Shonen Jump, July 12th, we will be getting Chainsaw Man 2, but 13 million copies can't front on it. And then there was also this big commercial promo that they did, uh, like I guess it's a diamond or um, pearls crossover or something with a company called Tasaki. I I'm so out of the loop of that one, but I just saw some of the art. You have Makima, you have Pow. I was just like, oh, and this series is too much greatness. We don't deserve how great this series is. Like, shoutouts to Chainsaw Man! Tokyo Revengers fans, despite the fact that there's been a little bit of slander lately for the series, we got a little bit of good news here that Tokyo Revengers will be starting in Makapoke, a new spin-off manga titled Baji Keisuke Kara no Tegami by Nats Kawaguchi Yukinori. Chapter 1 will be published in Shonen Magazine issue number 35. So I'm wondering, did they stop that gag? It was like a parody of like real-life Tokyo Revengers. Did they stop that one already? But this is a series I know people would love to read more about Baji. That would actually be fire. I think this will probably be the best thing. If you've been soured to Tokyo Revengers, if you haven't been digging it or whatnot, this will probably restore the feeling. I'm hoping. So, yeah, um, if you want another Tokyo Revengers manga about Baji, there you go. I think this is some good news in light of a lot of, you know, eh, there's the good news that the anime is returning for the Christmas arc here soon. But, yeah, new Tokyo Revengers manga. Cool beans. Okay, people, and lastly, I wanted to do a little bit of an addition of music in here. Please. Uh, let me know what you want me to talk about in the world of music. I am not averse to talking about, you know, anything. Heavy metal, hip-hop, whatever you name it, whatnot. But in particular here, I wanted to cover a couple things for starters. Y'all know Drake released his latest album, Honestly, Never Mind. And sales is looking like he's anywhere from 200,000 to 230,000. Gonna be first week sales. We'll have them probably by the next episode of Forever News. I can update you on what they did. But I want to say that, honestly, in terms of the quote-unquote pecking order, the big three of hip-hop which arguably is almost becoming like the last generation's big three at this point because we got newcomers like Lil Baby that is looking like he could take the throne there's a few other ones in there TD got some stuff coming in uh, but ultimately seemingly based on the last three releases from Kendrick, Cole, and Drake Drake's latest album doing 200 to 230,000 on a very pop commercial attempt even though it's you know last minute ultimately is a lot lower than honestly what I would have expected but also in comparison I want to say Cole's last album the fall off it did what was it like 250 ish somewhere around there all of them did about 200 something but K-Dot Kendrick his album did close to 300,000 so in terms of the three latest release from the three of the again I'm gonna say previous generation of the big three of hip-hop Kendrick right now is on top in terms of the sales stuff his his did 300,000 and each week has been doing like 80 something thousand and in terms of quality, that album, Mr. Morale and the Big Stuff, was, oh my god, <sighs> incredible freaking album, amazing album, honestly, album of the year, and yeah, it's looking like the, the pecking order has switched, even in terms of commercial success for the big three of hip-hop, of Kendrick's on top all the way around, quality, sales, everything and whatnot, and uh, yeah, it's interesting to see that Drake is now the underdog in terms of sales if this album comes out selling 200,000 first week. And again, I know there's going to be the people, the naysayers, oh, it was last minute, dog. This is a pop commercial album of, you know, just straight up meant to be popular. And also in hip-hop related news, TDE making moves, we got A Room Full of Mirrors, and also Daylight recently released a new record featuring Punch. I believe it's called When the Storm Comes. I will link it in the description below so you can go check it out if you want to pick it up or whatnot. Very awesome song. Next up, man, the next generation of TDE. Next generation? Just watch, dog. Just watch. But yeah, people, that's all the stories we have for today's episode. Curious what you guys think. Most important story, favorite stories, anything I didn't talk about and you're like, yo, for Nev, something in the music world you want me to add into this new segment that we're gonna be officially stapling on in every episode of I wanna talk more hip-hop and stuff like that. This is for Nev News. I'm for Nev. Let's go. That's all I have for this one. I'm for Nev World and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace in. You guys just watched another episode of Forever News. Have an awesome day. Subscribe and hit that bell, baby.